0: Welcome to Make-Believe Storytime's original story series, in which each episode is another exciting adventure in the land of storytelling. The magic shrinking Christmas sprout. It was Christmas Day and Leo sat on top of two plum cushions at the head of the dinner table, watching with hungry eyes as the food began to arrive. There were party poppers and Christmas crackers and little felt crowns that Nana had made, and Leo had a big glass of fizzy raspberry juice as a special Christmas treat. Dad, how is Father Christmas going to get in? Nana and Granddad don't have a proper fireplace. He might get stuck in the wood burner. Dad laughed. Father Christmas has enough magic up his sleeve to get the presents under the tree, and even if he didn't, there's plenty of magic at Nana and Grandad's he could borrow. Leo frowned at Dad. Magic, Oh yes, magic things were always happening to me as a boy. I fell out of the apple tree one year. My head was just above the ground when something spun me round and I landed on my feet. Leo stared at Dad. Magical thoughts of flying around the garden and turning somersaults in the air filled his head. Nana, is there really magic in your house? Nana chuckled. Grandad and I don't have any magic, but I can't truthfully say that there is no magic here. There are some odd goings-on down in the vegetable patch. Goings-on? Leo asked. The green pixies, Nana explained. What are green pixies? Leo asked. Are they scary? Oh no, not scary. They are mischievous. They like to move things round. They hide my watering can most weeks. I hang it on a high peg in the porch now. And they pinched the a veg. Pinched a veg? Leo was confused. I don't mind them taking it, as long as they leave some for us, but they are getting a bit naughty. I popped down to the greenhouse this morning to get some vegetables for lunch and the window was open. You must have forgotten to close it, Nana, Leo suggested. I never forget, Nana said. Nobody argued. Besides, there was dirt all over the floor and a big hole where there should have been a bunch of carrots. They had made off with potatoes, parsnips, sprouts, beetroots and a whole red cabbage. How they carried it, I'll never know. They shrink it with pixie magic, Grandad said with some authority. Nana laughed. Grandad found a tiny tomato on the path and decided they must be shrinking the food. Grandad pretended to be hurt. Well, how else do you suppose they are carrying off so much? They can't be more than six inches high. Leo felt excited. Have you seen one, Grandad? Not exactly. I've seen the potato plants move when they rush through them, and once I saw tiny footprints on the pavement after one of them had run through a puddle. But it was a hot day, and they dried up before I could show Nana. Nana didn't look convinced. After careful consideration, Leo decided that if Nana and Grandad weren't worried about the green pixies, then he wasn't going to worry about them either. Now, I expect you eat all that up, Grandad said, as Dad placed Leo's dinner down in front of him. Every vegetable on that plate came out of our garden. They don't taste like that stuff you get in the supermarket. (laughs) Don't be silly, Grandad. Leo can't eat all that, Dad said, giving Leo a wink. Leo picked up his fork and stabbed the sprout, grinning as he popped it in his mouth whole. The roasted sprout was deliciously sweet and melted as he chewed. He stuck his fork into the pile of veg and came up with another, but this one was tiny. Leo held it up and the gravy coating sparkled in the light. He wondered if he had been shrunk by the green pixies like the tomato grandad found. Then he decided it was probably... just a funny-looking pea, and popped it into his mouth. The moment Leo bit into the pea sprout, there was a great whooshing sound and his hair was flung back from his face like he was shooting upwards. His bottom left the cushions and his skin began to tingle. As suddenly as it had started, the whooshing stopped and he began to fall. Splush! Leo went under. He kicked his legs and broke the surface, reaching for something to pull himself out. All around him was a thick foam and the liquid beneath him was a murky brown colour. The smell was overpowering and small bubbles were rising from his kicking legs. His hand hit something hard in the foam. He grabbed it and pulled himself to it, leaning over to catch his breath. Leo felt himself go giddy. As he found himself peering over the rim of dad's pint glass. He stared at the enormous Christmas table and the vast landscape of food. He had been shrunk. He looked around the table. He had the most terrible view up dad's nose. Then he saw his cousin Maria, and Maria saw him. She sat there staring at him with enormous eyes. Slowly, she raised her arm and pointed towards Leo. One by one, Leo's family stopped chatting and looked at Maria's outstretched arm and then at Leo's MT seat. Dad was looking straight out over the top of the pint glass. Where's Leo? Mum asked. Maria, love, are you okay? Maria dropped her hand down a little, and together the family lowered their gaze. There! ''In the beer!'' she said. Everyone looked. Dad brought his face down almost to the table so that he could look into Leo's face. Leo burst into tears as Dad gently scooped him out of the glass and handed him a handkerchief. Leo wrapped it round his shoulders. He was very cold now. ''There, there, Leo!'' Dad said gently, ''What happened?'' ''It was a green pixie's dad!'' They, "'They shrunk me!' Leo sobbed. Dad's eyes flicked up to Grandad and back down to Leo. "'How did they shrink you? Did you see them?' Leo took a deep breath and stopped crying. "'It was the sprout. There was a tiny one, like the tomato Grandad found. "'I thought it was just a pea, but as soon as I put it in my mouth, "'there was a loud noise and I fell into the beer and now I smell terrible.' Nana arrived with a hot water bottle wrapped up in a blanket. Dad put Leo gently down onto the bottle. The pixies are naughty and annoying, but they aren't mean, Nana said. There will be either a simple way to fix this, or it will just wear off. Leo looked up at her. The rest of the table were looking at each other, searching for clues in every worried face. Mum, who had not stopped staring at Leo throughout the whole incident, her hands pressed tight against her cheeks with worry, suddenly snapped out of a trance. We need a distraction, she declared. Why don't we play a board game? Dad suggested. Maybe an idea will come to us when we are not looking for one. Snakes and ladders? Leo perked up a little. He liked snakes and ladders. Dad rolled first, and then again for Leo, who was reluctant to take off his hanky blanket. Six, he shouted, and began jumping from one square to the next. Uncle Martin was next. He dropped the dice into the shaker and gave it a good rattle. Leo clapped his hands over his ears and screwed up his eyes tight. The sound of the shaker was deafening. Watch out, Dad cried, as Leo opened his eyes in time to see the dice rolling towards him. He tried to jump out of the way, but the dice caught his leg, knocking him off his feet. Leo landed hard. He picked himself up, glaring a little over his shoulder at Uncle Martin, who looked very sorry. Then he picked up the counter, which was surprisingly heavy, and placed it where he had been standing. Leo hid behind Dad's hand while he waited for his next go. He was in the lead. The first roll of the dice had sent him up a tall ladder. He walked over to pick up the dice. It was heavy. Too heavy. Leo bent his knees and wrapped his arms round the dice. With a big effort, he lifted it up to his chest and launched it as far as he could. The dice landed just in front of his feet, still displaying the one that Maria had rolled. Leo felt sadness and anger bubbling in his belly and clenched his fists. He shouted at the top of his voice, I wish I was big and strong again. Dad's eyes popped wide. That's it, Leo. You've got it. How do you get big and strong? Leo's anger fell away. By eating all your vegetables, he cried. Dad raced to the kitchen and fetched one of every vegetable from the leftover dish. He carefully made two tiny cuts in the carrot and pushed a cold orange lump onto the edge of the plate. He watched as Leo bit into the carrot and chewed. He was astounded to see that with each mouthful Leo grew a bit taller. He had doubled in size from three inches to six. It's working! he cried. It's working! They all watched and waited as Dad made two slightly larger cuts into a potato and popped out a piece for Leo to eat. Leo gobbled up the potato as quickly as he could shooting up again to double height. He now stood 12 inches tall. Quick, Dad, another one! Dad cut off the end of a parsnip and handed it straight to Leo, who swallowed it in three big bites. He gulped the last of it down, coming to rest at 24 inches tall. He was now half his original height. There was sweat forming on Dad's brow as he picked up the roasted beetroot and handed it to Leo Hold, Leo bit into it. The juice ran down his chin and dripped onto his t-shirt, but he didn't care. Nobody cared. Leo was big and strong again. Dad scooped him up into the biggest, ordinary-sized cuddle before Mum pulled him free. Many cuddles later, Dad and Leo returned to their game of snakes and ladders to settle the matter. Leo won several times in a row. The end. I hope you've enjoyed today's story. And remember to follow Make Believe Storytime on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube for activity suggestions, free colouring pages and, of course, storytelling videos.